are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. They're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to who? The always wonderful, and might I add, handsome host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. Down there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, it's a pretty slow baseball news day. Not too much, uh, not too much going on today. So I just want to talk about, you know, I want to rant a little bit more about the offseason uh, in general and talk about the Diamondbacks offseason as well. And then finally, for the second segment today, there's a superstar MLB player who could be heading to the Dodgers, and I don't want to see it to happen. So I'll talk about why that deal shouldn't happen and where he should go instead. But first, if your company's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, I'll rate to the most reasonable round. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. All right. Let's start here with the MLB offseason because it, it's been slow, okay? It's been boring so far. We call the MLB offseason, we call MLB free agency the hot stove. But so far, no one's turned that stove on yet. It's been a pretty cool stove. It's been a pretty frozen stove so far. And we just want to see the action. Where are the signings? Where are the trades? You know what today is? Today is Friday, November, November 20th. In other terms, it is Christmas Day for basketball fans because NBA free agency started today and all anyone is doing today is just keeping their phone glued to their hand and they're just refreshing Twitter all day. I know that's what I'm doing. I'm refreshing Twitter all day to see who the Suns got, who the Lakers got, who all the top teams in the NBA are getting. Got my notifications on for Adrian Wojnarowski. I got my notifications on for Sham Sharmania. But for MLB, do I even have a guy with notifications on? No. Who would it be? John Heyman? Jeff Passan? Ken Rosenthal? Any of those guys I could put their notifications on. But the reason I don't, because there's no buzz. There's no excitement when it comes to the MLB offseason. And there should be. I've talked about it, how there's been elements. I talked about it on a pod earlier this week. The MLB offseason has all the elements to be exciting. They have the December meetings where all the executives get together and they uh they do the signings and the transactions you know they don't have a hard salary cap there is no salary cap just the luxury tax so it creates a more open competitive market i believe but yet so far this offseason has been boring there's been nothing going on the biggest deal so far the only deal that we've really seen was robbie ray re-signing with the blue jays okay so yasmani tomas Sign with the Nationals to a minor league deal. This has been a boring offseason. It's been a lot of rumors. A lot of guys, hey, maybe he'll get here. Maybe this guy will be traded here. Maybe this team will sign this player. You know, we talk about George Springer. 
talk about G- DJ LeMayu. And I do think in MLB, these deals do take a little bit longer to develop. I do think in baseball, free agents take a little bit more time. They don't rush to sign these deals. In the NBA, we're going to see a million deals be signed today. And news is going to be breaking all day long because most of these players talk with the executives before free agency begins. And I'm sure that happens in baseball as well. But why don't these deals get signed right away? I'm not too sure. Maybe these guys want to wait to these the December winter meetings. Maybe that's the whole hubaloo about the MLB offseason, just the winter meetings. Maybe that's the only place where deals are going to get done now, but it shouldn't be like that. And MLB offseason, they can capture a fan's experience right now. This is one of the greatest times to capture fans because you would think the the, the time when the games are played or is, is the best time to bring new fans in. No, it's really the offseason. Right now, the offseason has become a bigger uh, has become more interesting and a bigger buzz than the actual games. People love talking about the movement. They love talking about the transactions, and MLB could get right in on that. I would love to talk about hot soap, talk about what the Diamondbacks are doing in free agency, but right now, it's quiet. I haven't seen the D-backs linked to pretty much anyone. I really don't even know who the D-backs want to go after because they really haven't been linked to anyone, and it's a little disheartening as a fan to know that your team isn't really going out there and trying to make themselves better. So, for all the teams across baseball, get more aggressive. Make some deals. Make some moves. And that actually segues me into this article I have by Bleach Report because they ranked all 30 teams, or they didn't technically rank them, but just an article saying the team is most likely to, uh, the teams that will be the most and least aggressive in free agent spending. And they kind of broke it down by tiers, I should say. Not just straight one through 30, but they broke it down by tiers. And they have the Diamondbacks in the same tier as the Boston Red Sox and the St. Louis Cardinals. Shout out Lucas Smith because uh, they wrote down, they, they have the D backs in the tier of teams that should throw money around, but probably won't. And I'll read you the little blurb that they have here for the Arizona Diamondbacks. D-backs fans are probably wary of lavishing money on free agents after Madison Bumgarner had a woeful first season in the desert following the signing of a five-year $85 million pack. Arizona might just be as likely to trade an asset like veteran outfielder Cole Calhoun. Both Escobar and Peralta are also trade candidates given they... Given they and will be okay. This is a little uh, miss. This is a little typo here in this article on Bleach Report because it says, "Given they and will be both free agents in the near future." That just doesn't make sense grammatically. But they're just saying, "Given they will both be free agents in the near future." Escobar, 2021. Peralta after 2022. But the D-backs should have payroll space. They sit at an estimated 84 million for 2021, down from 112 last season, giving them the cash flow. Although the 2020 season was a big disappointment for the Dimebacks, the D-backs still have young talent in ace Zach Gallen, infielder Ketel Marte, along with Dynamite Farm System. They could just be a few signings and a couple of bounce back years away from completing for from competing for a playoff spot. However, GM Mike Hazen likely realizes the Dodgers and Padres figure to have a dominion over the NL West, which could lead to a more measured offseason approach. And I agree, the D- the D-backs are a team that should throw money around, but probably won't. And that's kind of my whole premise with the D-backs entering this offseason. I don't want them to be scared to throw money. I know the results look bad with the Mass on Baumgartner signing, but I think the process was good. You didn't, you, you went and gave him the fifth year, which you're very reluctant on, but it wasn't like you gave him a, a big deal. I don't think you broke the bank for Mass on Baumgartner. I think the fact 
that you went the fifth year, but you knew you were going to bring the money down. I thought it was a smart deal. Bumgarner seemed like a guy that was going to get $100 million, and he only got $85 million, and a lot of that was because you guys went and gave him the fifth year, so you were able to take a little bit of money off. So I thought the, the I, I honestly don't think the Bumgarner deal was that bad, even though it looks a lot worse with the hind looks a lot worse with the hindsight. But I thought at the time it was a pretty good signing, and I don't want the Bumgarner signing to make you worry or scared to sign these other players. The D-backs should be players in the free agent market. Like this article said, they got the cash flow and they got talent on this team, but if they don't get a couple bounce back seasons, they're not going to be able to compete next season. So they got to make moves and and they're either going to have to make some trades or try to acquire guys through free agency. But the D-backs shouldn't be scared. They got the talent. They have a roster that should be good enough to compete next season, at least for a wild card spot. I mean, they got a rotation that has potential. Bumgarner can have a bounce back. Zach Gallen keeps it up. We're going to need Luke Weaver to come back to form too. Hopefully, Merrill Kelly bounces back into form as well. But there's some, there's some definitely potential. You got to go out there and build the bullpen back up. Got to get a closer. And then... And that you need a center fielder. You might need a, an upgrade over shortstop. And then you got to wonder if Escobar's struggles are the real deal or not. So there's definitely work to be cut out for Mike Hazen. But I don't want him to see. I, I don't want to see guys that are just. I don't want to see Mike Hazen go out there and sign these low level guys, these lower tier free agents to these you know short term deals. Oh, let's give this guy a two year, ten million dollar deal because he's not going to break the bank. And then he just comes in as an average season. We forget it, we forget his name after a year, and he just walks. I want to see the D backs go out there and acquire a big time player. So. I'll tell you which big-time player I want to see the D-backs go after because the Dodgers are rumored to be going after this same player. But first, let me talk to you guys about Built Bar because Built Bar is back, more improved, and more delicious than ever before. They have 18 amazing flavors, but six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are great for a health-conscious guy like me, which is the reason why I love them. They're not candy bars. They're actually protein bars, but they taste like candy bars because they're covered in 100% chocolate and they're both soft and easy to chew. And the reason why I help, uh, the reason why I love them is because they're healthy. They help me lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com right now because they reset their promo code for this relaunch. You can get a free cooler purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKDOWN. You could get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's get back into it. And I told you I'll be telling you guys about that player that the Dodgers are going to be interested in. And apparently, there are some rumors that the Dodgers might be all in on Nolan Arenado. Yes, the Rockies' uh, superstar third baseman. And I just, I, I just can't even stomach. 
the idea of seeing the Dodgers get another uh, superstar player. I mean, how many MVP guys do they need? Of course, Arnaldo has never won an MVP in his uh, career, but he's been pretty close. He's finished top eight, one, two, three, four, five times, and he's finished top five, three times. So this is a guy who's one of the best in the business. This is a guy who's elite. We know he can get it done, and is right there for one of the best players in all of baseball. I mean, this past season was a pretty much down year for him by his standards. I mean, pretty much for anyone's standards, honestly. It wasn't a great year for Arenado in 2020. And I'm going to blame a lot of that on COVID, but uh, he only batted 253, which would, which would be a career low. He had a 303 OBP, which was his lowest since his rookie season, 434 slugging lowest since his rookie season, uh, only eight home runs, uh, which is, of course, only 50 games played this year. But still, we expect a guy like him to at least probably be in the 12 to 15 home run range. And what the, I, what I don't want to see is because he had a bad season that the Dodgers get to buy low and basically fleece the Rockies for Nolan Arenado. We've already seen the rumors and the whispers that the Rockies might want to trade Arenado. We saw these whispers before last season, and there was a little bit of a blow-up of Arenado uh, over these rumors because he didn't want to be traded, and it's not like he's given any indication that, he's not, that he doesn't enjoy playing for the Colorado Rockies. So he felt a little disrespected to be, see his name in rumors, and I don't think he'll be too happy to see his name in rumors once again. Now, maybe it's because it's the Dodgers that he'll uh, that he'll be pretty happy, and he would actually accept a trade. But this is a guy who's still only 29 years old. He's only basically a year older than Mookie Betts, so he's still a guy in the middle of his prime, in the middle of his uh, in the middle of his prime, in the middle of his career. So I think having a team with him. Mookie Betts, Cody Ballinger, whoever else you want to throw. I could be the number nine hitter on that team. I mean, it would just be insanely stacked. I would basically make it the equivalent of KD going to the Warriors. I mean, I think we have to put that on steroids because at least the Warriors weren't coming off a championship. KD went to the Warriors after they lost the ring, and we know they were the best team already in, in basketball, but at least they were coming off a lost, uh, a failed championship. This would be... Arenado going to a team that's already stacked, that already has the best lineup and rotation in baseball, and now you're just getting another MVP guy? It wouldn't be fair. I mean, I'm not a guy that complains. I'm a guy that loves super teams. I won't ever complain about team uh, of stars stacking the decks for each other, but it wouldn't be fair. You know, I think we can all agree on that. So what would be the most fair thing for the Rockies to do? They don't want to see, if you're going to trade Arenado to a team within your division don't trade him to the best team in baseball who where he'll just become a surplus of goods trade him to a team that needs him trade him to a team that has a great farm system who needs a superstar player like Arenado to to a team that needs a player like Arenado to bring the juice the juice the juice back to the city of Phoenix and that is the Diamondbacks of course the Rockies to trade Nolan Arenado to the Arizona Dimebacks, and we have the pieces to get it done. Not only do we have a great farm system, but hey, maybe you want Eduardo Escobar. I know he's coming off a bad season, but he wasn't too bad too long ago. He had a pretty great 2019, a career year in 2019, and we still got some other pieces. Maybe you want a David Peralta plus a couple prospects. I think there could be a world and a deal to get it done. I've already talked about how uh, on a this was on a pod earlier, a pod on a couple of weeks ago. I already talked about how I would love to see the Dimebacks go after another Colorado Rockies uh, positional player. And that was Trevor Story. So 
And if the, if the Rockies want to trade either one of those to the D-backs, I would be greatly happy. But I want the D-backs to go out there, put their big boy pants on. Mike Hazen put his big boy pants on. It's not even really him. It's probably more of ownership wanting to be frugal with the spending and Mike Hazen just listening to what ownership in the front office tells him to do. But I want the Dimebacks to get, you know, some guts. Go out there and make a move. This offseason's boring, as I already mentioned in the first segment. Make it interesting. Bring some excitement to the fans, to the city. And to the sport, really. I mean, we need something in this MLB offseason. Otherwise, it'll be uh, another year where we open up the gates to the MLB offs, uh, or we open up the gates to the MLB regular season, and there's no buzz. We're going to be boring once again entering the 2020 season where we say who's going to dethrone the Dodgers or the Yankees this season. And the Yankees are definitely not a team that's actually you know, on that level of the Dodgers, but they always open up as World Series favorites every year. And the Dodgers are a team that's getting to the World Series almost every season. So we need a team to step up and make, you know, at least on paper, make some moves that'll make them interesting where you think they could battle the Dodgers. And I don't want to see the Dodgers just acquire another player because it would also make the sport of baseball feel even less interesting. Dodgers fans are, of course, going to be happy. Hey, we just got Arenado. We're already the best team in baseball. Let's just add more talent. But I don't think that's what baseball needs. Sports are mostly star-driven, and in basketball, I think that sport always gets better when you do see those super teams team up. But in baseball, I would agree, too, you want to see two uh, super teams get together. But you don't want to just see one super team in baseball, and that's how it kind of feels going with the Dodgers. They feel like the super team that just keeps adding to themselves, stacking the decks every season, and then it's who you're going to pick, them or the field. It's one of the reasons why ratings in the NBA went down during the Warriors run because once it got KD it felt like the championship was undecided so it made all the other games feel less important I think that's what really made the regular season feel less important the fact that you felt like the Warriors were going to win the championship no matter what happened the regular season barring injury and that's what it feels like with the Dodgers next season if they get Arenado you feel like they're going to pretty much repeat so why watch the games barring injury so for baseball, for for baseball, for for competitiveness, we need Arenado on the D-backs, not just to make me happy, not just to make the fans happy, but for the sport of baseball, because sometimes you have to do something for the greater good. Pretty bad ending there. I thought I had something a little bit more clever off the top of my head, but that's the that's uh that's it. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed that. A uh, little bit more ranting about how the MLB offseason should be better and be more entertaining. But go back and listen to any pods you might have missed this week. Definitely come back next week because it's your team every day. So we're going to have more Dimebacks news, coverage, and insight. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!